celebrating five years on YouTube as your live and interactive Sharks post-game show. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday night, March 8th, 2020. The Sharks finish up their six-game homestand not exactly the way they wanted to. Uh, they go 3-3, three and three, and this one is a 4-3 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive and tonight your only Sharks-based post-game show. We do this after every game on the YouTube channel, so if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. We got plenty of fans in the chat on their super chat on the page or the app. Join in, join the conversation. Let's have some fun. Also, follow us on the social on Teal Town USA, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, Discord after the show. And of course, for more Sharks content, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. Hi again, everyone. I am Eric along with Mr. Ian Reed. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So we do this after every game. If you're new to us, come on in. Hit that subscribe button down below. We are on a road to 2,000. We would love for you to join us. Uh, after every game, of course, hit that notification bell. Uh, that will notify you when we get on the air. So we appreciate you tuning in. Um, and let's kind of get at the, what the chatters are saying already. Uh, now fans aren't even showing up the tank. Well, come on. It, there is the concern, uh, you know, I, I think, like Ultimate Oreo says, it's partly because of that coronavirus. The concern of seeing a bad hockey game? Or that, too. That, too. <laughs> I mean, there's still te bleeding teal, no matter what. Justice for Timo? Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Ultimate Oreo is right, Ian. Last night or yesterday afternoon, it was Chris Tierney. Tonight, Jonas Donskoy scoring game winners against us back-to-back -back nights. Uh, some say this, this EK65 trade is getting worse. So, <sighs> I mean, look, I mean, for Jonas Donskoy, and we'll get into this later, I'm sure, too, but... I mean, Jonas Donskoy has 16 goals this year. He's making 3.9 million. If that's what you want to pay for three point, you know, if you want to pay 3.9 million goals, that million dollars for 16 goals, all the power to you, I guess. Yeah, but here, here and, and here, that's the thing. And he scored his first goal in 21 games. 21 right. games. Like there's it's a, like, there's there's a reason why he didn't sign back. I mean, he went from. January to I think game seven against Colorado between goals. Yeah. So Right. I mean last year, like this is the thing. Like this is the thing that happens, right? Like it's it's a lot of it's one of those things where multiple things can be true. Like, right. yeah, Jonas Donskoy was pulled out of a playoff game and and for Michael Haley, which is a complete coaching abomination. But there was also 30 games where he was on a line with Logan Couture and Tomas Hurdle, and he did nothing. Like, and I love Jonas Donskoy. The guy has an engine that doesn't quit. Like, I love the way he plays the game. But God, at 3.9 million, he's all yours, Colorado. Yeah, I I completely concur on that. So Colorado in a battle with the St. Louis for the division title. 
uh, in the central. Uh, they come in to this. This one fighting for that. The Sharks, you know, still trying to play spoiler in, in this one. And uh, they get going early uh, after Kamenev takes an interference call. Uh, Joe Thornton, who was the guy who got interfered with by Kamenev, sets up, uh, gets set up by Kane and Meyer um, with like three or four Colorado sticks trying to get in the way. Jumbo slams it home for his seventh to make it uh, one nothing Sharks. And, you know, I think... Ian, if, tell me if I'm wrong, but since the Rangers game, uh, I, I think he's gone like five goals, in, you know, so that Saturday before the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, he's probably a little bit salty that he didn't get, you know, that a team didn't make a better pitch for him. I think he probably could have been a little less selective right. um, about maybe the team that he gone to. Like, I, I think like there's a, point here where you know I, I i'm not saying like it's all joe's fault but i think there's probably a portion of this where joe probably has to look himself in the mirror and say well if i would have went to you know if it wasn't you know I, no, I no one knows the list right but the way he made it sound like they had to be a legitimate contender so it wasn't just i don't want to just go to a playoff team i want to go to a team that i think has a good chance of winning which is fine he's earned the right to do that he has a move clause i get all that right. But at the same time, when you look at like what happened in the playoffs last year, how many how many favorites got put out in the first round? Like anything can happen. I'd go to you know, you only you're you're running out of kicks at the can. I would have probably as long as they're like I wouldn't have wanted to go to a team like maybe that might end up missing anyway. Like I'd want to be to go to a team that was more secure in a spot. But right. that's still a lot of teams. Probably more teams than he had on his list. Again you know speculation on my part of course uh and there and there is going to be a level of speculation on that but but yeah i think it's something that you know um yeah he's probably he's probably a little pissed off and he probably wants to show that yeah i still got something left because i i mean it sounds like you know it sounds like all signs point to him being back next year but um you know if i'm joe thornton i don't know if i want like unless if i think that this is you know if i look and at the offseason i see this thing turning around if I'm Joe Thornton and I'm and that last kick at the can's really important to me, I might just merge myself out for league minimum and see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what Jumbo does because I think he he would love to be in San Jose. I think there's no question about that. At the same time, mm -hmm. he wants that cup. Um Well for sure. I mean if so... that's why they play the game, right? Like no, none of these guys no one gets into professional hockey because they don't want to win a cup. Right. Like that's the end goal. Like regardless of what people will tell you about, you know, so all oh, certain players don't care. They just want the money. No, man, they, they all want to win the cup. Like, come on. It's it's not a piece of metal <laughs> it's, like it's, it supposedly is in baseball. So it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. That's why they're there. Right. But, it, but uh, Joe Thornton gets his, his uh, seventh of the season, 420th. Oh, oh the irony and the jokes there uh, ties Bill Barber mm -hmm. for 84th all time in uh league scoring uh, and he, he can tie three others with his next goal at 421 but uh moving onward kane takes a cross checking call at 1504 and about a minute and 13 seconds later somebody forgets to recognize that nathan mckinnon's on the ice for crying out loud he gets his 35th of the season 91 points on the campaign now he gets that point that he was looking for at the end of last season to get to 100, but he's at 91 now. That ties up the game on the power play goal. 
Yeah, I mean, just a hell of a shot, wide open. No one, no one had him. Just not really much Jones can do. Jones has got uh, defensemen in his eyes. It's really hard to stop that shot. Yeah, and wide open too. That that's that's Ovechkin's uh, office and. And yeah, like that's a that's a goal scorer's goal. Yep. I just, I like to say. Yep. <laughs> and you see it, and you see it often as you. <laughs> I, I I've become so cliche this year. Like, <laughs> hey, if a <laughs> walking cliche monster. Hey, if you if next thing you tell me if 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 you tell me to go pucks in deep, I'm I'm just gonna start just getting mute concerned. Me? No. <laughs> okay. Oh no no no. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know. Uh, Cole would take a hooking call at 1940. The Sharks wouldn't do anything on that power play as it gets going. However, pretty much right after that power play, just in under two minutes in, Landeskog gets the rebound to a wide open net. His 21st from Colorado makes it 2-1 in that one. And then the Sharks come back. Melker Carlson, who, you know, he's Melker Carlson. He can go all over the place, it seems like, with with this team, no matter if it's PDB or Bob Booner, blocks the shot. Mm-hmm. The puck goes right to Sorensen, and Sorensen feeds him, sends him on his way. He gets his sixth to tie this game at two-two. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's a good play. It's 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 a fortuitous bounce that they take advantage of, and that's the kind of stuff you want to see. Obviously, um, I'm glad it went from Sorensen to Melker, not Melker to Sorensen, because I don't know if we'd have a goal. <laughs> oh wow. Although you may not be wrong, my friend, you may I, not be wrong. The, the, the games I've watched, I don't feel I'm wrong this time <laughs> around. Like I feel like that's the fortuitous bounce, and it went the way you wanted it to go. No, honestly, like for two guys that have obviously taken uh, a lot of flack for some of their shortcomings, I think this is, you know, it's a nice play for them. It's nice that they're able to combine, and uh, it's a nice goal. Yep. And that one gets them tied up at two-two, and that's his, well. That's as close as the Sharks would get on this night. Uh, eight forty-one, Nemestikov. You know, it's kind of tags teams uh, with uh, with I believe it wanted to be Landeskog or or McKinnon uh, with Burns. Burns turns the puck over. Landis or Nemestikov gets right open. His sixteenth of the season uh, to make it three-two after at eight forty-one, and he's been a nice pickup for Colorado since coming over from the Rangers. Yeah, broken play. I don't, I don't love the way Jones played it, but it's hard to do something like when the when a play breaks down like that, and you got a guy and he's he's got on his forehand, so he can you know, and a guy like Nemestikov's got a really good reach, uh, and that's that's yeah, that's a tough save to make. And so that makes it three two. There are a couple penalties in the uh, in the second period. Well, you have a. Milker taking a, a slashing call, then a little over a minute later, Meyer takes a hooking call, five on three. Sharks PK looking, you know, they've had their moments, and they, yeah, they let in let in a power play goal here tonight, but uh, still one of the top units in the league. Uh, early, yeah. Earlier in the game, Couture, I think it was on that power play, uh, that the Sharks got uh, takes a puck to the head. Um, Ian, what did, I think you've seen it. Oh, what did, what did you think of uh, that one? He did not return to the game. Today. Uh, scary, right? Yeah. Um, scary. A guy who's just had a crap ton of like not a lucky year for Couture. Um, obviously had the uh, 
the ankle earlier. Obviously, you hope that this isn't um, just based on where it got him. Like, you hope that it's not too serious. But, I mean, this is a guy who's already had his mush kind of destroyed by a puck. Um, I mean, ideal, hopefully it's not like a broken jaw or something. Like, hopefully it's something that they can patch up quick and get him back on his on his skates again. I mean, not that you can you, – I mean, you can skate with a broken jaw, but it sucks, you know, depending on how they have to – put it back together and it's again completely speculation on my part that would be my concern of where the puck hit him though would be broken jaw jaw somewhere in the head i mean let's yeah you you know concussion jaw like something obviously it's all bad i mean when when you get hit in the in the face or facial area with a puck it's generally not good so uh hopefully you know hopefully it's precaution hopefully it's not too serious but um nothing really good comes of getting your mush hit with a puck. No. And he's had so many rough, rough injuries over the last few years. I mean, 2015, I think he had one ankle injury. And then, you know, near the end of 2016, 17, he had the, the teeth injury. And then, you know, earlier this year, he had the, uh, the, um, uh, the ankle injury. Then again, you know, a, sh- a puck to the head tonight so r- rough one there uh you know so we if we hear anything about from logan couture i know bugner is uh about to speak with the media at the moment uh we'll let you know if there's anything that comes out of it uh but third period uh you know i thought that it was going back and forth you know uh, throughout this game i thought the sharks <laughs> played pretty well uh with the speed tonight uh However, Jonas Donskoy, again, breaks his 21-game scoreless, uh, goalless drought, uh, bangs one in for the game-winning goal, 4-2. Welcome back, Jonas. Appreciate everything you did, but damn. Yeah, Vlasic needs to be, like, Vlasic only has one hand on his stick there. If he has, like... I know he's trying to go for a poke check, but if he if he probably keeps both hands on his stick, and again, you know, it's it's a fast game, but if he keeps both hands on his stick, he might stop Don Squay from getting that shot off. But it is what it is. Uh, puck goes in the net. Not a great goal for Martin Jones either. Um, it you know it kind of is what it is, right? Yeah. Yep. And so he he gives him the four two lead earlier in the third, though, kind of backtrack a little bit. Uh, Timo Meyer gets his stick stuck in Graves' skate blade, and Graves didn't like it, so he two-hands him, makes contact with the hand. He's in pain. It's plainly obvious. Um, you know, it, it's it, it, it's getting to the point where, where I don't know. you know, I don't know tell you. You know, you you had like a couple of slashing calls in this game earlier tonight, and again. It it, it 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 boggles my mind, and and I know it's not just the sharks because we I've seen other people, you know, be upset about the officiating in the league this year, and it almost seems like they're sure. taking a step back uh, of where they wanted to go. Yeah, I I mean, it's not good. It's just yeah, I mean, it's not good. I I I like that. It's not great. Like you could you think they'd do better, but I don't know. I mean, I just. It's another day in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of updates. Uh, first off, 
Yes, we agree. J.F. Turner for Sword Iron Ridge again. Yeah, what else is new? Uh, according to Bugner, Couture went into concussion protocol after a putt to the cheek. So yeah, you're right there, uh, close to the close to the to the the jaw. Bugner says he thinks he'll be fine and could possibly be be a possibility for the next game. That's interesting. Jeez, uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, Shang Peng, good friend of the show. Shang Peng is, uh, you know, uh, says uh, Meyer came out to talk and says he's okay after Slash looked no worse for wear. Um, so. Thankfully, he's okay in that one. Uh, late in the game, Kane takes a high stick. Looks like he'll be okay. Only wants a two-minute mire. Gregor gets the uh, one-timer in uh, to make a 4-3 with under a minute to go. Uh, Gregor, he's got some speed. Let's hope he gets some scoring touch. But it looks Gregor like should play more. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, Gregor. I don't know. I don't understand why Gregor's not a regular in this lineup at this point over some like some of the players that have come in and out. I don't know why he's been on the rotation in and out. I I, I really like his game every time he plays, um, and it's frustrating that he gets that he's been in and out, in and out, in and out. And and it, it frustrates because you know you 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 have your scoring touches. Yes, you have to play two way hockey. There's no doubt about that, but. You also have to realize that you know you got some you need some scoring. If Gregor can provide that for you, you have to keep him in in the lineup. For sure. So. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I I mean that we me and Landy kind of talked about this yesterday too about just like some of the, you know, some of the bench shortening and and stuff and it, some of it just doesn't make sense. Like just let these guys play. I mean, this is what this is. It's experience. I mean, it's better to give them experience on the ice than you know having these guys not just sit on the bench for the third period. What are they playing for? They got a point something percent chance of making the playoffs. Like, let's, you know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're they're virtually eliminated from postseason play. Uh, and and come on, let's go already. You know, let's let's just let the hair yeah. down and go. I mean, now, do you think this is more so Bugner trying to coach for his, for the, his job? I mean, is it about... Yeah, I think that's a part of it, right? Because, I mean, they're going to... Yeah, I think... I mean, that's probably part of it. I mean, it's hard to get the interim tag taken off if you're not winning games. So, I mean, I, I, can, I can understand it. I just... It's one of those things where I just... I don't know. I just wish that... Maybe, you know, I'm, I don't know, like, I'm not totally sold that Bugner should be the guy next year. I know some people like him a lot and that's cool. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to disparage that. I just, I just wonder if he didn't have the interim tag, would he let some of these guys go a little bit more? Hmm. Um, fanatical teal bleeder saying that third goal for the Oz was all the birds, a terrible play. Yeah, that was a rough turnover. Uh, didn't get any support though. Uh, Patrick Tyler saying uh, Gregor is starting to graduate from having a guy on the back of his jersey from having his actual name there. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Barracuda had those nickname well, yeah, jerseys. Think... Well, not just because I my, my thing is, you know, guy, 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 because the, the, the Sharks have a sea of guys. But no, Gregor is a guy who 
has who has like there's an upside there like there is potential upside there he's a guy that should be getting regular reps because that's the only way he's going to get to that potential is if he actually gets to play and work through it and i just feel like you know not playing every other game isn't really doing him any favors and some of the guys you're dressing instead of him aren't gonna be here like gregor's a guy that could be here when you turn this thing around, whether that's next year, the year after, whatever, right? Like Gregor's a guy who could be here when you turn this around and could be a legitimate player, you know? Um, a guy like Marcus Sorensen probably isn't. Well, maybe if they turn, if they can be good next year, then Marcus Sorensen's here. But beyond that, like, do you think Marcus Sorensen gets another contract? I'm not sold. I, I think sold that either. if the Sharks don't find a guy that can replace Marcus Sorensen, then, you know, like Marcus Sorensen's not a young guy. No, I, so I don't know. Like it's just. Is there somebody in the organization that can take his spot? Then, then maybe they'll they'll take his spot unless he's asking for a pay cut or 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 whatnot at this point. So. Uh, Timo on the grave slashed, whacked a finger. So it's all good. I've got four more. Way to way to be Ronnie Lott there, uh, Timo. You know, uh, Joshua Zalk is with the, with us, but yes, I do agree. Gregor should be a regular in the lineup. Uh, Joshua also saying uh, Bugner should be our permanent head coach after the season. He's improved at E, and the goaltending did improve. I think you could make like I'm not saying like you can make a strong argument for it. Right. I just think that with some of the some of the players or some of the guys that are out there, you're not married to it. You should take a look around first. I don't think, like, um, I, I think Bugner's done fine, um, considering what he's had to work with. He, you're right. He has. I, he's gotten more out of this, out of the defense and out of the goaltending than Peter DeBoer was. Um, but you know, with some of the guys that are out there without jobs right now, I, I still think, you know, you're not married to him. He's the interim guy. You can look around and I think that you should, I think all options should be on the table and that'll probably continue to be my, my take until they decide on who's the guy next year. And, and the other thing too, is you don't have to rush into having Bugner as to take off the interim. You have, you know, you have, a, I, I don't want to say a lot of retreads out there, but you have a lot of, coaching candidates out there right now uh so you know you you could you could wait and see what's out there or what who gets let go after april 4th you know it's it's mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see uh and uh keeping an open in mind to it so uh my guess is patty will replace Sorensen in the fourth line he can trade Sorensen away given his recent production um you could, I mean, yeah, it's worth a try. I think, I mean, again, he's a guy who's, the Sharks have, like, some of their contracts are generally, and, and you know, I know people are going to say, oh, it costs extra money to get them to come here, but, like, some of their contracts, man, they're just, they're just overvalued for the players they're signed to. And Sorensen's one of them. Yeah. Uh, one thing we have noticed, and I think, you know, uh, you and Landy mentioned it last last night's show about how much time Burns is getting uh, Chris mentioning that uh, in the sense that how about uh, him running Burns into the ground in a, in meaningless games Brent Burns played 3108 tonight 
Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, like, again, that goes back to, like, what I've been saying about a lot of other things, too. It's, like, it's the shortening of the bench. And, obviously, when you shorten the bench, other guys are going to get unnecessary minutes. I don't know what, like, again, you know, I guess he's trying to win as many games as possible to get the interim tag removed. To me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to put that much mileage onto a guy like Brent Burns. It doesn't make sense to sit a guy who, you know, who could use the experience in the third period for, you know, to just run your vets into the ground. I this and it's stuff like this that we saw under Peter DeBoer that you know the, and this is where you can make the argument against Bob Bugner continuing because what the hell why right I mean now granted your your defensive lineup is Brandon Davidson Mark Edward Vlasic Redeem Shimmick uh Knizhov Heed and Burns you know Burns played 31 minutes Shimmick played 23 Vlasic only played 2035 which I find quite interesting. Yeah, Vlasic's not good in Vlasic's not good in a ton of minutes though. Like Vlasic generally plays a good, you know, if you can keep him around twenty minutes, I think that's when you get your best hockey out of him. When you play him over twenty minutes, his hockey he gets he gets tired. Um I, I don't think he plays his best hockey with ton of minutes. Some guys can shoulder a, a heavy minute load. Vlasic's not one of them. Yeah. In my opinion. And also doesn't help that you have three guys that weren't playing for this for this team. Heck, weren't even with the big club uh, three weeks ago. Nijov, he right. Well, he was he was with the team. He was just well, he's always been balls. here, but he's never been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the other thing. Like, obviously, look at. I mean, like Davidson. You're not really like Davidson's just a guy. He's he's a warm body to fill a spot. Um, you know, so I can understand why you might take minutes away from him because he's not, you're not hurting him by taking his minutes away. He's, he's, he is what he is. Right. At, at this point. Um, Nijo, I'm not, I, I'm not super high on this player. Like, it's not, um, you know, uh, the scouting report has gone around on him and it's pretty consistent with what I've heard. You know, he's, he's a great skater, but that's about it. Right. He's a good skater. He's you know, I, I don't know. You know, like like you guys said, he wanted the puck. Um, you know. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not saying like he's been he's been bad or terrible. I mean, it's I, I like the fact, like I I love the confidence that he comes in that he's calling for the puck and stuff. But right. but his toolbox is pretty limited. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Skyler asking, uh, do we hope a guy like Dalton or Leonard can step? Both guys are interesting. Um, obviously, Leonard, you got to get him to to turn pro after this year. Um, and I feel like you know that's probably a good possibility there i think the sharks will have opportunities for a guy like him to play um dolan dolan's an interesting one because i just feel like i just feel like the sharks aren't gonna just like it depends on what you believe on Jonathan Dolan. The 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 rumor, the the talk on Jonathan Dolan has always been if he isn't playing in the NHL, he's not interested in being in North America. Now, I've obviously I've never talked to the dude, so I can't speak to that personally, but if you hear something enough times and you hear it in multiple places, it was said in Vancouver, it was said in San Jose, you know, allegedly. Um, you know, but he he's a guy who has a ton of a ton of talent. Um, you know, he's putting up a lot of points. It should, but it is important to note that those points are coming in the Elsvenskin, which is the second year league. But still, I mean, you know, he's a guy that I really wish the Sharks would take another look at, but I'm not even sure they qualify him this summer. 
Do, now, so me, I don't know. Let me ask you this: Is it is he a guy that can take a spot like Sorensen, or for that matter, Melker Carlson? Is he? I don't know if he has. I don't know if they'd give him the leash. This is the problem, right? It's not an issue of whether he has the talent. With this team under even the current coaching staff, no, the old that leash isn't very long, yeah. and that's the problem. It's 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 not the issue of does he have the talent. It's is he going to get the leash to figure it out, and I, I would argue no. <laughs> Uh, a lot of chat going here. Uh, Josh, I don't see Sorensen as a player that has a big upside. Sage, Gambrel, and Gregor, do they can both play the third line? Uh, you know, and let's not forget about Alex True. Uh, and I'm trying to get a read on both of them and figure out who has a better shot of becoming a solid top six. Do you see a solid top six in the organization? Well, I mean, among those two, you see glimpses of it, but I haven't seen enough that I'm sold that either one is going to, that's the, I, I, they have potential, but I'm not sold that those guys sealing out as top six players, either of them, but they could still be very service. Like you still need serviceable guys, right? Um, you know, um, I mean, obviously the sharks have cap issues, so they need serviceable guys, serviceable guys that are cheap, but I mean, like. There's no shame in being a regular third-line guy in the NHL. But, you know, at some point the Sharks need more than that from someone because they got a pretty gaping hole on right wing. And that's something that they need to address uh, very soon, whether it's, you know, any of their prospects that come up or their prospects turn into a player that they can get. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line in regards to how this team turns their fortunes around and how Doug Wilson believes he can get this team back on track to n next season. So, so, um, and then like Josh Dahl saying like Sasha and Chekovich would have saved their asses. But honestly, again, and I said this a bunch too, you know, those guys are first year pros. So them not being ready and the fact that they were both late round selections, that's fine. But they get to figure it out. It's, it's when they, you know, you want to see, but you need to see steps next year. And, and by year three, they need to be pros, in my opinion. Like, that's yeah. by by year three, you should be playing, you know, like not just pro hockey because AHL technically is pro hockey, but they need to be in the NHL uh, in two years. But this year, I'm not worried about it. This year, they're allowed to not, you know, like having a guy jump in and be, you know, as a first-year pro, like that takes a, a – super special player and i think it was a, it was it was an unfair expectation on a couple of guys that were drafted late rounds if you're just joining us welcome to teal town after dark uh, please subscribe hit that notification bell that'll tell you when we're on the air and of course give us a oh. thumbs up give us a thumbs up in honor of eric carlson <laughs> uh, we're oh, at 15 likes we have 40 people watching come on people Let's match the sh at least the Sharks' uh, shot on goal total tonight, which was 24. Uh, you know, uh, face-off-wise, 60-40 in favor of the Avalanche. Both teams had four opportunities. Hey, the Sharks had two power play goals tonight. Woohoo! You know, uh, I mean, uh, th there there's a silver lining, right? So, you know. Yeah. Uh, Skyler, oh jeez. 
uh, hoping your six and seventh to step up and take spots is a damning statement on a scouting department that regularly fails in rounds one, two, and three. Yeah, well, and, and that's the problem, right? Like everyone, like this is this is the problem, right? Because like guys like Joe Pavelski, who we all love, you know, he was a he was a seventh round pick who turned out to be just just dandy. Those guys are the exception to the rule. They're certainly not the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if and if you looked at like some of these top three round picks, like even if a couple of them turn out, the Sharks aren't in the trouble they are now. Like you know, if you know, you go back and you look at them. I mean, the ones that didn't get traded away. But uh, you know, that's the problem, right? Like if 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 only a couple of those those guys show up, then maybe you're not scrambling around trying to fill spots now um, as much as as you have been, and you can kind of transition a little bit more smoothly than this mess that's been this season. Yeah. Um, Merkley is doing well in London. I he's want to say top three scoring defenseman in the OHL this year doing really well in London. I think the fact that we haven't heard anything about Ryan Merkley is probably for the best because the only reason a lot of us would hear about him is if he did something dumb and it's been radio silent with his time in London, which I think is awesome for him as a player is awesome for his reputation. Um, Cause let, let me tell you if, if he did something dumb in London, um, he, you would hear about it. So yeah, we definitely hear it. I mean, London's like one of those hotbeds, I guess you could say, in in all of Canada. Oh, it's it's hockey. a prestige. Yeah, it's 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 easily it's one of the best franchises you can play for in junior hockey. I mean, there's that there's a very short list of of teams that are just consistently good, consistently put out talent, highly thought of programs. Uh, London's definitely one of the best. Um, as much as it kills me to admit that. Yeah. I'm sorry. As you, as you're right near, uh, uh, <laughs> as you're right near uh, Sault Ste. Marie, go, go Greyhounds, where uh, Joe Thornton played junior, of course. Uh, Ryan Berkeley uh, tonight, uh, 59 games. He's got 15 goals, 61 assists, 76 points, uh, in nearly 60 games. He has uh, 46 pims in the. Uh, mm-hmm. In the uh, in the uh, OHL, so uh, that's that's pretty good on that one. Um, I I say he'll be pretty. Yeah, good. like he's had a good season. He's putting up points. He hasn't really like again. And the the most important thing is that you haven't heard any nightmare stories about having boo boo face or you know getting into a fight with the coaching staff or you know throwing shit down the hall as he gets taken off the ice and you know, or having scuffles with teammates. Like you haven't heard any of that this year, which is, that's the, that's the real important thing in my opinion. I mean, yeah, the goals are nice and the points are nice and the improved play is nice too, but not hearing the, the scary, you know, the scary stuff that you, after being drafted and, you know, having him on, you know, the reason he fell to the Sharks was because there was teams or he was just on there. I don't care how, you know, where he is on the board. We're not taking him period. Oops. Uh, and we're getting comments now from Graves, who uh, did, who about that slash against Meyer. He used an expletive to describe his reaction to anybody that, who might be mad. The Sharks uh, said Meyer had been trying to hurt his ankle with his stick prior. So that's why there was that reaction from Graves. Um, you know, 
uh, whatever. They they play one more time later this month. Uh, should be fun. <laughs> so that's that for the game. Uh, you know, Sharks lose this one four or three. They go three and three on the homestand. They will play in Chicago on Wednesday. That's a national broadcast on NBCSN. So again, we will be your only live and interactive post game uh, here. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com. Also, follow us on the Twitter machine uh, at tealtownusa, where we uh, will gif uh, all the moments during the games, uh, and of course. Uh, all kinds of other stuff. So check us out there. Um, you know, so Sharks lose this one 4-3. Uh, going over some of the scores tonight as the playoff races are starting to heat up now. Uh, Hurricanes take down the Penguins 6-2. Patrick Marlowe, former Shark, gets his 11th of the season in a losing cause. I Shoot, what the heck happened to Pittsburgh? Wow. Two and eight in their last ten, if I'm not not mistaken. It's one of those things where, like, you get closer to the playoffs, and especially like after a playoff run, right? And you sometimes you you know you want to add for the playoffs, and then you upset the apple cart and you screw with chemistry. And I don't know. Sometimes I think that you can you can mess a team up worse at the trade deadline, trying to do something good for it, right? Like I'm not saying picking up Marlowe was like this kryptonite move that destroyed their <laughs> locker room or something. But I, but I think that sometimes as like some teams, they, you know, they do come out of the trade deadline a little discombobulated because you've kind of changed the, the thoughts on a good thing. Um, you know, you got some chemistry going between guys and sometimes you split that up to try and fit new guys into the lineup that you've reinforced with. And, you know, sometimes I think these things happen. Yeah. Uh, the Red Wings, yes, the Detroit Red Wings have finally matched the Sharks' inaugural season win total with their 17th win. They beat the Lightning in the shootout 5-4. Braden Point had two goals in this one. Uh, a rough point lost by uh, by Tampa as they're trying to fight Boston in, in that race. Uh, in uh, Calgary... The Golden Knights win 5-3. to three. Theodore with the game-winning goal with a minute 10 left after Calgary had come back to tie it at 3. Uh, the Blues shut out the Blackhawks. It's the first time in, in Blues history that they uh, that that they sweep the season series from Chicago. Petrangelo and Bortuzzo with the two goals for Chicago as Jake Allen gets a shutout uh, against Chicago. Minnesota wins it 5-4 to four in overtime. Kevin Fiala with the uh, game-winning goal in overtime. He's been on a roll lately. Yeah, yeah, the Minnesota Mild. <laughs> Trying to get wild. <laughs> oh, man. Columbus trying to claw back into the playoff race. They are they beat Vancouver 2-1. to one. Elias Pettersson with the only goal for Vancouver, his 27th. Mers Likens back in the lineup uh, with the victory in Columbus there. So, oh, man. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's tough being out of the playoff race because it's so great to look at, at these races right now. I mean, shoot, tr 
you know, Florida's hanging in there. The Rangers mm-hmm. are hanging in there. I mean, Carolina's yeah, the East, at 79, along with the Islanders. The East has got a really interesting playoff race for sure. Um, it's, uh, it's you know, especially some of those Metro teams, like it's, it's hard. Like I, I know, like I've, I've spoken in favor, but of like I, here's the thing, right? Like I know people are like, oh, just go to one through one through eight, but like the one through eight is like it's like the original six. It's a big lie. It was never one through eight. It was the top three seeds from one division, and then everyone else fell in underneath it, <laughs> right? Like it was never one through eight. Like oh, they got to go back to one through eight. It was never one through eight. There was the Southeast Division where, like, when it was, like, oh, all bad teams, it was Washington at their worst, Florida, Tampa, putrid, Carolina, putrid, and Atlanta, perpetually putrid. <laughs> and, like, the winner of that division would get the third seed in the playoffs. But if they weren't, the, if they if they didn't get that that seed from being, like, a playoff team, they wouldn't make the playoffs at all. Right. And th- this is the lie that is one through eight. But still, when you look at the Eastern playoff race, like, and, and even the even in somewhat like when you look at the Pacific and stuff, like I can see why people would like to go back to a more one through eight system. Maybe even just the top two seeds, you know, fine. You give the top two seeds the top, you know, the top divisional, the top two seeds, and and do everything else. Because I I can't see the NHL ever going through a two to a true one through eight. Like they want divisions to matter for more than just schedule. But but yeah, I think these. Um, the East is definitely giving you uh, a reason to at least reconsider the playoff format, I guess. Yeah. And like Phoenix says, the wildcard races in both conferences, though. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I mean, you have St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas in the Central. Colorado and St. Louis are starting to stretch out their lead in in the Central. Uh, Dallas has kind of fallen off in there. And in the Pacific, I mean, Vegas is clinging on after – Going on that eight-game winning streak, they they're clinging on to first place by just two points, and Vegas has a game in hand at 82, and Calgary at 79. Uh, the the wild card. Then it just gets silly, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, granted, Chicago's at 70, but you know you have you know Arizona, Winnipeg, Nashville, Vancouver, Minnesota are all separated by three points. I mean, a winning streak here or there, and and you're you're in a wild card spot. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, it's tankathon time. <laughs> you want the tankathon? Yeah, of course, I'll tankathon. All right, then we gotta get out of here. You got it. All right, folks, he's asked for it. Let's let's tankathon here. Oh boy! All right, let's make this happen. We got the tankathon simulator. Let's see what we can do here, folks. All right. Oh, boy. (laughs) Fingers crossed, everyone. Come on. All right. That's probably the best. That's That's probably the best case scenario. That's that's not bad at all. All right. I love it. All right. The, The Sharks pick would go number seven. Ottawa's pick themselves would go number three six uh arizona has that um their their pick uh lot uh, i think it's like top 10 or lottery protected so they would pick number two with new jersey going number one overall 
Wow, there you go. So that that's our draft lottery leader for this one. So, well, Ian, it's been fun. It's been a great time. Uh, to all of you watching, by all means, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. I know it's been a rough season, and, and we appreciate seeing you know we got forty two people in here. We're at nineteen. Come on, people, let's 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 get those likes up a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, in case you missed anything or do you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it, you love it. Always available at TealTownUSA.com for that one. So, yeah. Ian, Mr. Angry Canadian Robot, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Um, I... I thought the you know the game was the game was fine. I mean, um, I think I set like a few. I wish I could go back and figure out when I set the over under for five for the games the Sharks would win. They've played a lot better since I said that. Um, and and if you took the over, you're probably doing pretty good now. Um, I don't know if you're there yet, but you're probably going to do pretty good. Um, I, honestly, you can't ask for much more. I mean, we know the score on the season, but. I feel like they have been more entertaining to watch since the game where I was just like, this team's not going to win five games for their next 21 or whatever it was at the time. Um, so, I mean, you know, um, at least uh, even, even tonight, I thought they were still, they were still entertaining in a loss. Like I wasn't bored out of my mind or anything. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, small victories, right? Hey, at this point you got to take them, right? Also, awesome conversation in the chat, and I wish we could yep. do more with the with the conversation in the chat. But the time, you know. Yeah, we'll 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 kind of glance over it really quick. The goal is to make sure the top eight demon can step in, contribute anytime. Braun and Ryan could do could not do that last season, in my opinion. And now with Nabby, goaltending will improve. Uh, One can hope. Yep. You know, I think Braun was like moving on from Braun was was gonna be the move regardless. Right. Um. Braun, like Braun's got to be what, thirty three now? I think like it gets the, like Braun was getting to the point where his best before date had passed. Like he was he was gonna be a casualty, whether it was Eric Carlson or whether it was just to keep Brendan Dillon or whatever. Justin Braun was going to be the odd man out sooner than later. Right. Yeah. With Mario Ferraro, like just guys stepping in. Braun Braun was on his way out. I'm not upset over losing Braun. Uh, Joshua Zalk, the Sharks can return to the playoffs and make a run if they have all 12 forwards locked in and not on dry spells. I think that's asking a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you can get if you can get decent production out of guys you expect production out of, if you can get league average goaltending for, you know, um, if you don't have to wait for half a season to get league average goaltending, you know, you can you can do more things. I mean, a lot of things went wrong for the Sharks this year. A lot of things. Um, everything broke wrong. Um, if you can get half of those things to break right, who knows? I'm not saying I'm incredibly confident that this is a playoff team next year, but I can see the road there. I mean, it, it's, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, I think it's, it's not for sure. I mean, I know AJ's mentioned before, you know, may not make it this year or next year, maybe the year after, but they got some work to do. Ultimate Oriole, I can see that, but who knows? Like I said, can't do anything about it now except strapped in and hope for the best. That's it. 
you know, JF Turner is saying hoping to get Dadanov or Toffoli in free agency. Um, you know, Ultimate Oreo also saying Sharks can compete for playoffs next year if we stay healthy, keep this coaching staff, get a top six wiener in more depth, and commit to playing better defensively. I'm looking at you, Bernsey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still – yeah, I mean, they definitely better defensively. I think even if you keep – I'm not sold you keep this entire coaching staff, though. Yeah. Like, if you keep Bob Bugner, like, do you not try and improve the assistant situation and then reinforce the Barracuda situation on top of that? Because right now, like, it, this was done very on the cheap. Like, let's be honest. The reason they did it the way they did was because Plattner didn't want to spend more money. You got to reinforce the you, – you have to reinforce the coaching staff. Like I, I, I'm not saying Mike Ricci can't be an NHL uh, coach. I'm just saying, but, you know, someone has to go back and, and coach this Barracuda team too. Yeah. The Sharks, I don't know. We got to get out of here though. Yeah, the Sharks are going on a three-game road trip, and it's – and while we get out of here, I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram, but we are getting some rumors that events scheduled at the Shark Tank on March 12th through the 15th have been canceled. Uh, look for an announcement tomorrow about that. So stay tuned to your social media and your local stations uh, out here. Uh, of course, if if we hear anything, we will, of course, uh, send that to you no matter what. But we're hearing reports that uh, events schedule at the Shark Tank while the Sharks are on their road trip uh, might be canceled. So we'll be on the lookout for that. You know what else you'll be looking out on? Us, next time the Sharks play the Blackhawks as they begin a three-game road trip, uh, Chicago, Dallas, and, and Nashville. Uh, so we'll be back with you on Wednesday. We'll be your live and interactive Sharks post-game show on there. And make sure you hit us on, on the social media and make sure you subscribe down below. The Chompversation now continues on our Discord channel. So until then, thanks for watching. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you for watching. We'll see you on Wednesday.